Hello and welcome to a new episode of Rams Revealed. I'm your host, J.B. Long. The Rams are 1-0, and and now they're set to make three road trips to the East Coast in the next four weeks, starting Sunday in Philadelphia. And our guest today was actually thrust into the starting lineup roughly two weeks before that season opener against the Cowboys, when Traven Howard suffered a knee injury in the closing days of training camp. So up steps Kenny Young, who came back to Los Angeles as part of the Marcus Peters trade last fall. Former UCLA Bruin played a major role on special teams for the balance of that 2019 season and is now coming off 38 defensive snaps and a handful of tackles as well against the Cowboys. So, Kenny, good afternoon. How are you? How you doing, JB? I'm doing lovely, buddy. Well, how did it feel to be cast in that role and to get some reps on defense? Felt good, man. Honestly, you know, with this whole thing with, you know, there's no fans at the games or anything, um, I, I guess, you know, going to the game, I'm like, you know, what are my feelings? What are my thoughts? And honestly, it was it was very very minimal, right? Uh, I felt confident. Uh, I felt like I, you know, I earned the right to be in this position, and you know, I've been doing everything I possibly can for two weeks prior to uh, this first game to really prepare myself mentally um, to go out and uh, accept the challenge. And I went out there, you know, free-hearted, uh, quiet mind, as we like to call it, and you know, just just rely on my instincts, my preparation, and trusting my teammates, and going out there and let it fly. But uh, I'm I'm more excited, you know. After the game, you know, I thought I played okay, but I'm more excited to get into the details and the things I need to go to to get myself to a championship level uh, as a mm. defensive player. And uh, that's that's been the standard each and every day. And uh, it's not easy, um, you know, having a standard pretty high, but it is something to work for. And, you know, for me, I'm type of Louisiana guy. You know, we we, we, we battle through some tough stuff, whatever it is. And football happens to be, you know, my, my livelihood. So, uh, you know, I just try to embrace it, man, and, and as much as I can and, you know, love all my teammates, make plays, and we had a lot of fun. You see a lot of that energy we created on the defensive side of the ball uh, this past game, but everything rolls on to week two. You know, week one is past. Uh, we're ready to uh, go out and uh, attack uh, Philly on the East Coast in about a couple of days. What a perfect overview. We're going to try and touch on some all of those topics, actually, whether it's uh, your Louisiana upbringing or the Philadelphia Eagles and everything in between during this podcast. So thank you for getting us started. And I did ask Brandon Staley, your defensive coordinator, about you yesterday. And, and here's his quote, and then I'll let you react to it. Uh, Brandon said, I thought that he brought a big presence on defense. He really showed that, hey, man, this guy can play NFL linebacker. And there's room to improve for sure, but he gives us some athleticism, some size, a little bit longer guy, and we're hoping for continued improvement from Kenny. Your thoughts on those comments? Yeah, I, I think what stands out to me is that last part you just said, right? That that uh, room to improve. And like I said, I know I can run and I can hit. For me, it's more, you know, uh, the approach to preparation of the game mentally. And, uh, you know, that's not just for me. That's, I'm sure, for Aaron Rodgers when he's a backup quarterback for uh, – uh, Brett Favre, you know, with the Packers. I'm sure it was all mental for whenever he had his opportunity to go out and capitalize and everything is so calm, it's natural, and it's able to make, make a bunch of plays. So, yeah, when he said uh, make a, making the progress, rising progress, um, I'm head on with him with that because that's the most important thing out of all the things he said to me personally. You know, in your short NFL career to this point, you've already learned three pro systems, Don Martindale in Baltimore, Wade Phillips in Los Angeles, and now Brandon Staley. I love your perspective. How do you compare them, and what makes this one unique that you're in currently? They're all great three defensive coaches. Um, I, I think the some of the main things that they carry is um, discipline, right? Getting your guys to understand situations, uh, not jumping off sides, not holding guys. Uh, your technique is important in anything. Uh, you know, every, everything, the preparation, you know, um, I – 
honestly, man, those those three coaches are, are great coaches to, to to be a part of. And you know, Wink Martindale is a lot of pressure that we ran in Baltimore. A lot of a lot of exotic stuff, some things that you'll never see from you know, a defense too often. Uh, but we got comfortable repping that uh, with uh, Wade, um, great, great, great defensive coach for 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 a long time. Uh, and what not only helps, you know, that uh, we had Wade as a defensive coordinator. It was a uh, Joe B also that helped out a lot with getting us to understand the big picture. And um, that comes from great coaching. Uh, and same thing with you know Coach Costelli. Just a great young coach that understands the game at a high level, knows how to get his players to playing at a high level. And, um, you know, just all about winning, all about ball. Those, those three guys, four guys, loves ball, loves ball. And they love getting their players, seeing what they see, and anticipating what they're anticipating. Whenever you have a coach like that, it's it's phenomenal as a player, man, because you just get to go out there, be free, you know, do your job. And it's really that simple, just do your job. I'm glad you mentioned Joe Barry because I've always thought this about him, but then watching Hard Knocks again this summer emphasized the point even more. He seems pretty cool in terms of position coach to play for. Have you enjoyed working with him? And I hope he doesn't give you any hard time, him being a USC guy and you being a Bruin. Well, that's the only uh, <laughs> problems we have is when we bring up our our uh, our, our colleges. Uh, but other than that, I think Joe B is a phenomenal person. A phenomenal coach, and I know by those two things, I know he's a phenomenal dad, you know, to, to his family and his mm. kid. Uh, but now he's a he, he he could be you know a little edgy sometimes. Uh, yeah. But that's you know you don't you don't want no coach that's gonna patch on your back every single time, right? Like type of stuff is that. But uh, I love him. I, actually, you know, the Rams was supposed to get me in the in the draft because uh, I took my third day visit. So I met with Joe B before. So when I got traded here, you know, it was like right where, uh, we left where we. Uh, Right, we started right where we left off uh, from sure. prior to getting drafted. But great coach, great coach to help his players understand the game, take it to another level, and just be a dominant, dominant uh, inside linebacker. Kenny, I don't know how you feel about pro football focus. I know it's kind of mixed reactions across the league, but they felt like you stood out in coverage in your debut against the Dallas Cowboys. And I saw a few ex- examples of that on film where you're kind of picking up Dallas's crossing routes, but and then I got thinking about the Eagles and how different they can be offensively targeting their tight ends more often than just about any offense in the league. Do you think your skill set fits this week's game plan in that regard, covering tight ends in particular? Well, like I said, I, I said it starts off with a great defensive coach. Coach Stelly is a great coach that, you know, he we had just had the meeting about a few hours ago and telling us what type of team we're dealing with. You know, their they're, they're style, their personality. Uh, they love their tight ends. So, you know, we all know that. And he's put me in a great position to uh, be able to, uh, you know, handle those matches and be able to play the game that I'm, I'm able to play with my athleticism, uh, my lateral movement, all those, all those great things. But um, I'm up for the challenge. You know, it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great game. That's the beautiful thing about NFL, man. You always have a different challenge every week, and you're always challenged in areas where, you know, you might I ain't gonna say take for granted, but in areas where it's like, well, you know, I could just use this for example, Dallas. I didn't have that much work, you know, uh, besides what they was giving us. But the Eagles, just a ton of work. So I've been studying, doing what I need to do. You know, he got me in a great position on how he want me to operate this week. Uh, I'm tuned in. So, like I said, every every day is a day for me to get better, for me to uh, progress as a player. And, uh, you know, I, I want to be one of the best linebackers in this league one day. Uh, I have a long way to go, uh, but I'm for sure taking the right strides to uh, head into that direction.
That's awesome to hear, Kenny. Good on you. I, I wonder how often the word tackling has come up at the facility this week. It seems like the biggest area of defensive improvement the Rams can make week one to week two. But here's my question. When tackling is pretty much the one thing the NFL doesn't do, practicing between games, how can you get better at tackling between the Cowboys and the Eagles? I think it's just a mindset. You know, I think, you know, one of the things that threw us off, I think it naturally is going to happen. Um, I ain't going to say that many tackles, but, you know, guys missing tackles because you didn't have any preseason. And I'm sure you pull up eight games, you'll see where a lot of guys miss tackles. And, you know, a big part of our missed tackles come from, let's say, guys running hard to the ball, right? And they overrun the ball. And that's just things where, you know, now it's not tag off and practice or anything. You actually have to tackle the guys. So all those things that, things that you work on is technique, is angles, and it's timing. Angles, technique, timing. And once we get, you know, um, onto that, to that clockwork, uh, I think we'll be pretty fine. And, you know, you won't. We won't see that because we got great athletes that can cover, that can hit, that can, that have great angles, they have great timing, uh, that that are you know dominant tacklers. Uh, so that's no question. We just got to keep working at it. Uh, but I said, like I said, it's a mindset that you have to want to tackle, you have to want to have better angles, you got to have to want to want to have better timing at the guys, you know. And uh, yeah, that's that's part of this game, and you're always working on something, <laughs> you know. But tackling, it was brought up. We have not stopped hurting tackle. T tackle the ball carrier since we got here uh, uh, yesterday. So, yeah, but, you know, that's what we love to do. You, the great defense, they love to tackle, you know, and they are great tacklers. And we, uh, we're not where we need to be at yet, but we'll get better. If we can, I'd love to rewind a bit in your football story and maybe go back to mid-October last year when you do get word that you've been traded to Los Angeles. It sounds like you had a pre-existing relationship with them through the draft process. What are your recollections, though, of that season of your career and how it even feels to be traded as a professional athlete? Man, honestly, it was one of the most pivotal points in my life. Uh, when I got traded, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know, it's because of my makeup, whatever it is, like, holy cow, what the hell did I do wrong? You know, was mm -hmm. I not good enough? You know, like, wh what is it? Are we losing? Because of me, you start blaming yourself, right? And then uh, I realized, like, literally a year later, it took me like a year to get over my trade. It wasn't then, mm -hmm. like, it's, you know, the team I was traded from. It just was, what did I, what did I lack, you know? And, uh, I was like, man, you know, this is what's going on, you know, because I'm a good player. But it just it just shows that I have to remind myself, Kenny, you are in a business where, you know, it's not it's more business like and, you know, things don't work out or, you know, uh, just changes operate. I don't know how to how to hire ups, you know, handle those decisions. But only thing I can control is what I can control. And that's my attitude, showing up on time and uh, being uh, producing as a guy, being a good teammate. And everything else can take care of itself. Because I watch basketball, some great players get traded. And I said, okay, that gave me a little bit of comfort. It's like certain things you just can't control. You just have to go with it. But, uh, yeah, man, it was just – for me, it was, it was tough this this you know, this past year trying to get over that. But I did. And, uh, you know, I learned a lot. And, you know, whoever the next guy that goes through it, well, you have a bunch of friends in the league. So if they go through it, I'd be one of the first ones to call them to break down the process of what's really going on, you know, so they could just go out and just – just, just continue the course, you know? Yeah. And hopefully some friends still in the uh, Southern California area too. Like now that you're a year into it, does it feel good to be back in Los Angeles and does it have a, a meant to be type of feeling? Now, I think everything, and that's a big part of it too. I think everything designed to happen for a reason. That's how I look at it. You know, it's not one thing or another. It's, it's just meant to happen that way. And, you know, I'm back in my element. Um, you know, I'm comfortable in my element to where I know I could take the next step and improve every day. Uh, you know, I could block out the distractions from any sort. And, you know, nothing beats Los Angeles, man. You know, especially mm -hmm. uh, uh, 
uh, Southern Cal and, you know, with the Rams being here, a winning organization, it's just, it's just exciting, man, just to be around, you know, great energy, winning energy, uh, guys committed, a coach that's committed to, you know, keeping our focus on uh, maximizing our potential each and every day. Uh, it's a beautiful thing to be a part of. You referenced this earlier, but I'd love to revisit it. You grew up in the greater New Orleans area. And if my math is correct, you were roughly 10 years old when Katrina hit. Uh, did that impact your family or make any lasting impression on you at that age? To me, man, when you were a kid in Louisiana, um, well, I guess in my family, they do a great job of distracting you from disasters or, you know, whatever may happen. Um, so <laughs> when Katrina happened, uh, I, I thought it just was a big storm, honestly, and the sky was pink. All the trees was like this. Um, there's like alligators in some people's yards. The, the streets was flooded, but I was outside playing like like a big old kid. Honestly, mm. I didn't know how bad it was, but you know, when you're young, um, my parents did a great job of you know blocking out the, the noise and just let me be be a kid. And we was fine. The um, the worst thing is is that uh, <laughs> like some trees fell over in the middle of the, uh, the road and uh, lights went out for a few days. But uh, yeah, it just was a to me it was just a heavy storm. And you know, I was out playing in the yard and watching a pink sky look like an apocalypse, which was very, very scary. You know, like, what the heck is going on? And then you turn on the news, you know, uh, half of New Orleans, you know, then it's underwater. And that's that's the tragic part. But as a as a kid, man, I just was, you know, it was just, like I said, it was just a big storm. And I was just having fun. And, you know, no, the lights was out. We had food. So it was okay until it was time to evacuate and get up out of those situations. What's the food from New Orleans you miss the most that you cannot get comparable anywhere else in the country? Come on, man. You know that. That's either the poor boys or the gumbo. Poor boys or gumbo. That's 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 my that's what I'm craving right now. You know, and I can't eat it right now because you know, I'm in the middle of the season. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll make sure once we you know win the Super Bowl to go get me a poor boy in the walls because I deserve it after that. There you go. Did you grow up a Saints fan? Was your family New Orleans Saints fans? Um, my some of my family is New Orleans Saints fan. Uh, another part of my family was a Dallas. Uh, is a Dallas fan, and uh, I never, I never, I just had favorite players. My favorite team was, uh, I love to watch um, um, Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman and those guys. Mm -hmm. I love to study those guys. I didn't really have a specific team that I, I truly, you know, admired. Hmm. You see uh, Nikhil Roby Coleman this week with the Philadelphia Eagles, so I was going to ask if any of your extended family has any ill will towards Nikhil for that hit on Tommy Lee Lewis in the 2018 NFC Championship game that sent the Rams to the Super Bowl. <laughs> man, I don't know, man. You want to make a call and ask him? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. If it's not top of mind for you, it doesn't matter. But uh, uh, former teammate of yours will be going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Cooper Cup this weekend. Uh, last one for me. I did dig through your UCLA bio just to refresh my memory. I remember you as a Bruin in the Pac-12 and the great career you had in Westwood. But I did not recall that you were a member of the UCLA debate team from 2016. So you must never lose an argument in the locker room, right? Yeah, in the locker room or with my family or my significant other. We never, I never lose arguments. I actually begged them to, like, can y'all please argue with me? Like, find a topic, we'll do our facts, and we'll just argue for, like, 30 minutes. But, yeah, it's, uh, I did, I did like, join the debate team. I was, uh, I was the only athlete, actually, uh, at UCLA on a debate team. So that was pretty special. Uh, it basically happened. One of the professors there, I took his class like three or four times. He's, a, uh, he's actually a lawyer, but he went to UCLA and, and taught there. And um, I had, a, I won't say what the topic was, but 
um, I was totally anti the topic. And then I hit him up with an email. I said, listen, man, I truly don't believe in this stuff. I was for the, I was for the topic. I said, I truly don't believe in this stuff. Like, can we change topics? And then he started asking me questions. Well, give it some time. If you was in this position, what would you do? And then I started thinking. I said, okay. I said, no, I'll see what I can find from it. Uh, and then uh, what happened was uh, <laughs> I wound up doing it. I had a paper because I was so nervous. I'm like, man, I'm not about to get this right. I had a paper and then I just crumbled up the paper and then I just started to speak out loud. And then you had the audience, you know, asking you questions and points and all this other stuff. But I handled it pretty well. So after the class, he was like, listen, I'm going to introduce you to the uh, debate uh, professor. I want you to go talk to him. Um, he, was my prof- he was my teacher when I was on the debate team here at UCLA years ago. But, you know, with football and, you know, you're going to have a great NFL career, I think you should, uh, I think it'll help you with your speaking skills and along with your playing, you know, you won't sound like a, like a jerk on when someone sticks a mic in your face. And I said, okay, I'll try it out. So I tried it out for a season, man, loved it, loved it. I think first time I came in third place out of a big, big school tournament, like it's probably like 30, 30 teams. Uh, came in third place, uh, but it was great. It helped out a lot, honestly. It helped out a lot, and uh, you know, because I have an accent, I'm from uh, Louisiana, so whenever I get to talking fast, you really won't sound like you know, you won't hear what I'm what I'm saying. You should hear my mom and you know the rest of my family from Louisiana. <laughs> it's like a whole nother language they're speaking. But but going back to my point, the debate team allowed me to slow it down, you know, pronounce my words correctly, uh, have a plan, you know, and. Uh, yeah, it's been great. I've been winning, winning arguments on a, on a daily basis amongst family and friends. <laughs> How about what teammate would you want on your debate team if we were picking sides? Who would be your first draft pick? On my debate team? Yes. I would have to go with JG. Uh, I'll probably stick, stick with golf. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. You think he makes a compelling case? Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. He has that natural tendency, like, if you really listen to him or ever have a conversation with him about something, he'll, like, and he should feel strongly about it. You can hear like the debate, like personality in him to like want to argue with you. So yeah, definitely him though. Speaks well, so speaks well. Well, Kenny, I've certainly uh, enjoyed getting to know you a little bit better. I truly hope uh, this opportunity is the launching point for a long and successful run in the National Football League, especially with the Los Angeles Rams. Thank you, JB. You guys have a great day, man. It was, a great, it was great to have you. Have you have me on this beautiful call, that beautiful house back there, man. Maybe one day I'll get a, a sleepover one of these Saturday nights. COVID's, COVID's over, but great talking to you, buddy. Yeah, anytime. Post game in Inglewood. We're right across the way. All right. Got you, man. Thank you so much, okay? All right. And for our audience, if you enjoyed our conversation with Kenny Young, please do subscribe to this podcast so that you can be notified when the next episode is available, no matter what platform you're using to listen. For Kenny, Jory, Rudy, Talia, and Tiffany, who all contributed to this podcast, I'm JB Long, and thanks for listening to another episode of Rams Review.